Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are tuned in to the Grit and Barrett podcast. The first and only podcast devoted to covering the 11-time, no, 12-time Calder Cup champions, the Hershey Bears. This is high-energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk. Now here's your host, Richard Blosser. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Bear It podcast. It is a Tuesday, January 2nd, 2020. Four. That's right. New year, new you. Nah, you're not. Not. No, you're not. Anyway, welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. The first and only Hershey Bears podcast out here in the podcast verse, as always presented to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. So, yep, time to flip over. The 2023 Hershey Bears year is over. Now it's time for the second half of it. Yes, it's always that confusing point of the of the year where we say the 2023 season is done. Yes, the calendar year of it is done. But in terms of it being, oh, well, the season's over. No, just this portion of it is done. And the Bears are entering this on a bit of a hot streak, doing rather well for themselves. And it's okay. We're going into this week, post-holiday malaise, a three and four, basically, with two road games and a lot of travel. So the question was sort of going into this, you know, are we still going to continue our winning ways through this? Because that Rochester to Lehigh, <laughs> that's a lot of travel. That's a lot of travel, and it's not like anything else is really going to happen. You know, we're not going to have a lot of transactions from the Capitals, but speaking of, Hey, remember last week when I told you that Yvonne Miroshenko and Hendrix LaPierre were being sent down to Hershey? <laughs> Paper transaction. So yeah, that was only done to make sure they could get Pacioretty and Ethan Bear, who's officially signed as a Washington Capital, get him on the books for salary cap reasons. Yeah. So yeah, Miro um, wasn't wasn't going to be here. Wasn't coming. Neither was Loppy, but hey, we're doing rather good. We're doing rather good. So we get through Christmas. We get through all that. It's that weird in betwixt week in between Christmas and New Year's. And on a Wednesday night, the Bears were back out in action. Two days off to enjoy the holidays and then come right back to work. As it's time to face the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins once again. Is it a Wednesday night? Yes. So that means Wilkes-Barre comes to town. <laughs> it's a stupid schedule. So, of course, it's the week in between Christmas and New Year's, and there's a lot of people at Giants Center. Lots of people, and as I often like to say, why is there so many people in with people? I don't know why. Oh, the older I get, the more I relate to George Carlin. Anyway, so Wednesday night at Giants Center, it's 
Mascot Mania. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. We're going to have a whole bunch of mascots there, and it's going to be weird and awkward and yelling children, but surprisingly, it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, the Barnstormers came in, the Harrisburg Heat brought their mascots, some banks brought their mascots, don't ask. And uh, Cubby from um, uh, the, Har- the Harrisburg Cubs, the Hershey Cubs came in. Yeah, yeah, Cubby. Yeah, he looks great. He's, he's, he's fine. He doesn't look anything like something that should be in Five Nights at Freddy. No, not at all. Don't worry, Cubby can't hurt you. Picture of Cubby. If you know the meme, love ya. But, in all seriousness, the Bears are back at it to take on the Wilkes-Barre Scrant Penguins. First time in a month since we've seen these guys. And where Hershey stands, it should be standard noted there is a gap between these two teams. And, of course, you know, keeping up on Chirps from Center Ice, a great Wilkes-Barre blog I follow along to get sort of an opponent's retrospective into this. And he's... He does like Wilkes-Barre. I mean, of course, blogs about the damn team. But he knows that there's a tier between Wilkes-Barre and Hershey. And there is differences between these two teams. And going into that night, Wilkes-Barre was fourth, and the Bears were sitting a pretty atop, atop, the, uh, atop the league in the division. So was Wilkes-Barre going to be able to capitalize and maybe catch Hershey with a little bit of uh, rust? Coming off the holiday malaise, and it kind of turns out that way as both teams don't get a lot of offense going in the first. It's a lot of skating up and down, passes broken up and up and down, left we go. And yeah, these two teams haven't played in four or five days. It's, uh, it's a little rough, but um, Wilkes-Barre's really limiting Hershey, really, really limiting them. In fact, getting a getting a couple shots in on Hunter and things are, you know, it's sort of a malaise first period. Very late arriving crowd. Oh, your goaltenders? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It was Hunter Shepard versus Joel Blum. No. Hershey versus Magnus Helberg. Okay. You might remember him from such teams as the Milwaukee Admirals and the Hartford Wolfpack. He's done pretty well, decent for himself. 500 on the season. Former Predators goaltender prospect. Um, has an above 900 save percentage. That's better than Ilya Samsonov. Too soon? Anyway, so we get later in the first. And Wilkes-Barre is really doing a good job of breaking up the Bears' entry zones. And just not giving the Bears anything. But Tyler Fadoon does kind of a back... Handy clearing attempt, and it goes right to Alex Lamoz in the slot, who shoots, and he scores! Alex Lamoz with a steal, a shoot, and a score! Him and his beautiful hair make it one nothing Hershey, with Lamoz's ninth of the season, just a steal, yoink, in the net. And Helberg's just looking around like, seriously, bro? Really? Lamoz's ninth, unassisted, one nothing Hershey, and... From the blogger that I was telling you about, he said he, he wrote this on, on Twitter, and you're going to hear me talk more about him because I like some of the points he brought up. He goes, you can't make a mistake against this Bears team because they will make you pay. And that's exactly what happened. And I saw this, and I just went, hmm, where doesn't this remind me of another, another team we played in the playoffs last year? Where does that remind me of? 
Alex Lamos is ninth. One nothing Hershey's. We go into the locker room, and me and the guys are like, "Okay, it's one nothing, huzzah!" But um, um, it, it's been feel fairly even. We think between these two teams, pretty much, pretty much even. And the Bears continue start to press a little bit more in the second as we move along, and just just really just taking it to a to Wilkes. To uh, to Wilkesbury, to Wilkesbury, starting to get a little bit more stick on stick play, a little bit more. The legs are starting to go. The holiday rust is coming off. The bear speed game's going up, up. Frankie's getting involved more. Guys are humming and chug, chugging along as Mike Scarbosa leads it three on two the other way. Takes it into the corner as Joe Snively throws it across to a wide open Ethan Franker tips it into the net past Elberg and scores. Ethan Frank is 14th. Joe Snively is 16th. Mike Scarpulsa is 25th. Are you kidding me? 2-0 Hershey on a great cross feed from Joe Snively, who just took the puck from the circles and just over there, and Frank just taps it in past Helberg and makes it 2-0 Hershey as the Bears are starting to build momentum in this period. We're starting to feel it. Okay, we can take it to these guys in a pretty packed Giant Center because not because of the mascots, but because of this rivalry. A lot of families are off this week. Kids are off from school. Parents have a lighter work schedule. So, of course, we got people come down from 81 and are wearing their stupid knockoff Crosby and Malkin jerseys that are clearly fake there, John. I can see you wearing fake jerseys. Blech. But a good amount of people coming out to see the Bears because they're hearing how good we are and how things are kind of going. So it's 2-0 Hershey. We're playing on a little bit more into to this, to the uh, second. And uh, and Lamos just takes a puck there over the boards. In comes right Onofsky and goes BAM! Right into him. Head first into the boards. Oh my goodness. Oh, down goes Lamos and Pietrick Dubé goes, That's it, motherfucker! Come here! Come here! No one does it! No no one touches the hair and just throws punches. Audrowski's like, F it. I'm out of here anyway. Might as well get a fight on the way out. And just starts swinging and throwing hands in Lamos. We Out comes the trainer. Blood on the ice. What a bad hit. Bad, bad hit. Regardless of any generation you grew up in, that's a bad hit. That draws blood. That draws fists. And in another era of Bears hockey, <laughs> that starts a line brawl at the old barn. A hit like that starts a line brawl at the old barn. Starts a yard sale. So, Corey Androvsky, you're out! Five minutes for boarding and a game misconduct. Con- a five, a ten, and a bye. Pietrick Dubé um, gets five minutes for fighting and two minutes for instigating because he was a third man in. He was a third man in. It ain't right, but it's not a bad two minutes to take. So it's a five minute no release power play for the bear for the Bears on Wilkesbury. Dubé has to sit two minutes, so it's four on four. Four on four for, for two minutes, and then a and then a five minute. And then three minutes of no release. So, um, Dubé did get a five and a ten for instigating, but 
Totally worth it. Got a 10-minute misconduct, but totally worth it. He wasn't tossed, but worth it. So we're into the power play a little bit. Puck gets dumped into a corner. Colin White in a stick battle. Knocks a stick out of a Bears hand, and that's a penalty. He's off. Four on three power play for the Bears. Okay. I'm going to take it. So it's a four on three. And the Bears are able to get some good ins. Time gets set up. It's a four on three. You know what I say? Bring it in, lads. Get set up. The square form. We're going with the square formation. Square tries to rotate it. Gets up to the up there at the Scarbosa at the point. Fires. Misses the net. Misses the net. Plops back down. Grabs the puck. Grabs the puck back back around. Back around is Vecchioni. Gets over to Scarbosa with a shot and nope. Fots it away over to Vec. Crowd's getting a little antsy over to Scarbosa, bringing it in, throws it to Snively in the slot. Rister scores! Top corner buries it! That's for Alex! We have avenged Alex Lamos! We avenged him! His death will not be in vain! He's on the bench. I'm having a moment right now! Joe Snively with his eighth of the of the season. Mike Scarbosa, 26 assists. Mike Vecchione, a seventh assist. Power play goal for the Bears. 3-0 Hershey. And me and Jesse and the guys were, were like, yeah, you get one here. It's it's kind of over. Kind of over at this point. All the momentum's with Hershey right now. And we finish up the period up on shots 23-12. to but Hershey's had a little bit of a problem closing out games as of recently. I'm looking at you, Springfield. And, okay, it's Wilkes-Barre. We can close it out against these guys. No reason for us to worry. But midway through through the third, on a dump, and Dylan McElrath gets caught somewhere, trips and falls over, and Wilkes-Barre enters the zone. And wait a minute, there's four black jerseys in the zone. One, two, three, four. How many bears? One. What? It's a four on one? Is that even legal? Taylor Fadoon over to Rusev. Blast scores. Oh, on a four on one. Well, in the words of words of Steve Dangle, it was four one. Okay, four on one. <laughs> okay, all right, whatever. Shut out broken. Austin Rusev, big beefy boy, gets his fifth. Taylor Fadoon gets his sixth. Jonah Kupanen gets a six to make it a little interesting at 3-1. But all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. No reason to worry. No reason to panic whatsoever. He's okay, guys. We got this. We're fine. Fine. They pull the goaltender with four minutes to go. Now, Wilkes-Barre's had a few comebacks this season. You know, they can get some goals late. They've done it against Hartford. No reason to worry. Dump into the zone, but dump into the zone. And a shot blocked by Aaron Ness, who goes down. Oh, that's on the side, and that and that hurts. Collected by Huntington. Lamose with no stick just kicks it out of the zone. Dubé scoops it from center ice, and he scores, and that'll do it. What a play by the boys. A big shot blocked by Aaron Ness, who's like, ah, oh, we scored! Yeah, can someone help me? Ah. And you, you know he's swearing. You know he's swearing under 
underneath that. And he's back to the bench. He's holding onto the bench like, yeah, fine. Yeah, ow, 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 ow. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Somebody get me down the tunnel. Somebody get me down the tunnel. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Aaron Ness is going to be fine. Can somebody get this guy a sandwich? He's going to be fine. Just Let's just get him down the tunnel and not worry about him. Clock runs down. Clock runs out. Three, two, one. And in the words of Pittsburgh, dad, win. Bears win it. 4-1 the final for their uh, something win in a row. What a win for the lads. Three stars. Scarbosa with two assists. Lamos with the goal and an assist. And Joe Snively with the goal and assist. The Mostly the game winner. And Bears win. Get another win over Wilkes-Barre. I think we're 5-2 and two against Wilkes-Barre this year. <laughs> what happened to those two losses? <laughs> what happened to those two losses? I mean, they, they were all the way back in October. <laughs> no reason to make a big deal out of them. <laughs> no reason to make a big deal. But anyway... So, going back to this to to this blogger, I, I read his blog post the next day um, about what he thought about the game, and of course, it was sort of a kick to the nuts for him. But he felt the real measuring stick game is Wilkes-Barre was taking on Charlotte Friday Saturday, which we'll see them on Wednesday or tomorrow night by the time this goes out. He felt that's a better measuring game than against Hershey, because to him. Hershey is a Category 5 Hurricane, Category 5 Super Team that that they, that the Penguins just ran naked into. You know, you've seen the memes of the guy in, in a hurricane standing out there holding an American flag go, going, Is this all you got? America will save me! That's what he thought Wilkes-Barre was. And you guys know I said last week on the show that I don't consider us a Category 5 Super Team. Yet, we're a numbered system out off the shore of Africa. We're a clump of storms off of Africa. And there's something there. The Weather Channel's noticed, but we're not quite there yet. Now, we're moving into the Atlantic and we're hitting some warm waters. We're thinking these storms are going to start coming together, but no, 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 no reason to get worked up. No reason to get worked up yet, but the Bears just unreal what this team just keeps doing. Beats Wilkes-Barre, gets an in-division win the first time in a while for the guy. Okay, they beat Springfield, but you, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. First win against Wilkes-Barre in a while. So, good on the guys. So, that gave Hershey their, I can do math, their fifth win in a row. Assuming I can do math correctly. Yes, fifth win in a row. So, we go to Friday night. Friday night, December 28th, as the Bears traveled all the way up to Oak State, New York, to take on the Rochester Americans. First time the Bears were there since... (laughs) Yes. First time since... Game six? Game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. one nothing night. The night where Malcolm Subban went down. The night all the night Rochester went ban, went down and we took our place among the Eastern Conference once again. But anyway, our first visit back up there to take on Rochester for the first time, for that matter. And let's just say Rochester is not exactly the um the 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 team that we that they were last year. 
you know, they, they don't have a Malcolm Subban there. They have some prospects there. Walsback is still there. Jobs is still there. Rusek is still there. But they don't have that goaltending that, you know, that really carried them. Or really good power play that's that's carrying that, that that's carrying them. But um the Bears went up there. The Bears went up there and alright. Cards out on the table. I did not see much of this game because I was busy. I was busy Friday night. Me and the wife were going seeing Come Far Away at the Hershey Theater. These were rescheduled. We were supposed to see this all the way back in August. But it got rescheduled for reasons. So this was the night. Oh, Friday night. And this was all the way back in like in like August or July or something when they said, hey, this is when it gets moved to. We're like, okay. It's a Friday night. Typically, the Bears are typically on the road. Should be fine. So that's where I was. Show wasn't too late. Show wasn't too late, but I had other things to worry about that night. My work week was done. I had a three-day weekend ahead of me because it's the holidays. Show starts at eight. We had to get food. This is where sheets came into play. And, okay, so we get in the car and we're going to drive out to the theater. The lovely theater. I'm sure it's going to be real busy on a Friday night. I mean, come far away is pretty good. It's a holiday weekend. There'll be a lot of people at the show. No? Not a lot of people at the show. There's some. But the wifey got really good seats. Really, really good seats. We're right there. We're on the lower level. We're not typically up in the corner of the Hershey Theater, but truth be told, there's not a bad seat in the house there at the theater. And we're driving along, we're driving in, and we hear Lucas Johansson fires a shot and he scores! Bears up one nothing. Lucas gets a goal there on the road. Good on him. Good job, Lucas. And it's one nothing. but unfortunately, we're nearing 8 o'clock and it's time for radio silence. Sorry. Sorry, like, and I get, just before the show starts, I get a bling from my guys. I'm like, guys, show's about to start. Don't, don't text. They go, Doe, you're going to say it. What do you mean I'm going to say it? Go check Rochester's goal. Rochester scored? Yeah. Go check it. Like, guys, it's almost showtime. Just go check it. And I go look at, okay, okay. Okay, puck goes down and around. Clay goes to play. It throws his bounce off of Rochester. Bounces off in front. He tries to get back in and... Clay! This is the second time in two weeks I've had to tell you, but Lord knows I'm going to say it. If you're a goaltender, tend the goal! Now, you didn't yell that there in the, in the theater. I didn't yell it, but <laughs> Lord knows I, I would have. And the guys were immediately texted me like, I can hear it from here. Yeah. But the show was great. Come Far Away was absolutely spectacular. Loved it. It was a great show, but I'm checking... I'm like, okay, great song, great song. What do you mean we don't have an intermission? It's 104 minutes. It's it's an hour 44 with no intermissions whatsoever. Okay, okay. I hope this goes well. Okay, great song, great song. Really into it. Little bit of break. Okay, let's... uh, Let's check the phone here a little bit. Mike Scarbosa scoring on a power play on a great crossing feed from Ethan. All right. All right. Click back down. Shove the phone back in the pocket. Okay. Great song. Great song. All right. Things seem to have slowed down there a little bit. They're, it's, okay. It's, it's 
It's about a plane that, that, that had to land in Newfoundland and to land in Newfoundland during 9-11 because all United States ground airspace was pretty much sealed off. It's very emotional. Very great show. Loved it. Loved it. Another break in the action as they're in the third and freaking Rochester ties it. Great. They get a power play goal. One even. 2-2. Two, two. Okay. All right. We're watching the show. We're watching the show. The show's, show's great. What a great performance all around. All around, wrapping things up. It's, it's just after 9, so we're getting to the 11 o'clock number. Getting to the 11 o'clock number. And Garrett Rowe steals a puck. Mike Vecchione shoots and he scores! Just four, five minutes and change to go. Awesome. Awesome. Phone goes away. Back into the po- pocket. And we're getting into the last song. I'm an, I'm an Islander. Welcome to the Rock. Beautiful. What Wonderful. Jig number at the end. Oh my gosh. Great stuff. Everyone's clapping and having a great good time. Absolutely awesome. Great night. Great musical. Great musical. And Trenriev gets an empty netter. Bears win. Great musical. Awesome Friday night all around. And Bears win to get their seventh straight. And I come out of one of the best musicals I've seen so far. Bears win in Oop State, New York. Can't really avenge anything, but the Bears win it. Four to the final from up there in Rochester, New York. And that was the game of the two you needed to win. Now, th- this wasn't a must win. A must win from like, oh, well, the Bears need to win if they want to stay in this. No, no. These are two games that have... And it's two games where you have a lot of travel involved. Lots and lots and lots of travel. So... Of the two games, you want to win the first one. It puts less pressure on you the second night. And traveling to Wilkes, that that that's a four and a half hour bus ride. That's a pack up the stuff. We gotta go. Shove in the bus. Down we go to Lehigh. Down we go to the corner of Seventh and Hamilton. And we just gotta find a way to make do. And the Bears did. And we'll get to that right after this. All right, Bears fans. I'd like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Boys and girls, the Winter Classic has left us, and we're hitting the last month of the fun part of the hockey season. Season. The National Football League is wrapping up its regu- regular season. College football is wrapping up as well. There's a ton of sweet post-New Year's gambling action, and you can get in on it on DraftKings Sportsbook. There's going to be a lot of great games this week as teams are going to hit the ground running as we are at, as we are getting done with the getting done with the holiday season. Capitals have a few games this week, this week or some or some good West Coast hockey that you can bet on. We're still in peak gambling season, everyone. Holiday season is over. Gambling season isn't. And you can get in on the sweet action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you download the app now and use code THPN as new customers can be- can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or t- text HOPE-NY. 
In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. The NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And we're back here on the Grit and Bear It podcast. Thank you so much to our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, for sponsoring this podcast. So, just a little bit of apologies to uh, to uh, to everyone for that last one. I know I didn't have a lot from Friday night's game against Rochester. Again, I didn't see it because of other stuff. But, but I was watching Hershey as we were back at it on a Saturday night at the corner there in 7th and Hamilton to take on those no-good, dirty, filthy Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And um, we kind of got some news going in as Charlie Lindgren left practice early. Invisible pain. Oh, goody. Lovely. So you know what that meant? Yep. Hunter got called up to D.C. to start against the Nashville Predators. Okay. Okay. That's that's fine. We kind of knew that this was coming. We kind of knew that uh, this was going to be a thing. You hear that uh, Lindgren goes down, and that's exactly pretty much what happened. But Ethan Bear officially signing with, with, with DC tonight. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. And I wasn't sure if there was just uh, some more that some more that might that might have happened because we caught up Gibson too. Miro got sent down. I was checking the group chat from the guys, so Miro does get sent down officially. But there's no way he was going to join us join us in time. Hunter gets recalled. Max Pacioretty should be back in the lineup for the Capitals very soon. That's probably why he got sent down. And uh, we called up Mitchell Gibson from the South Carolina. St- Stingrays. Kid, here's a ball cap. Am I starting? No. Here's your ball cap. Sit. We don't want to have to use you, but you're here. So the Bears were back in action on a Saturday night to take on the Phantoms. No daddy on this trip. No Dylan Mickelrath, a dreaded lower body injury. Okay. 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 We'll be fine. We'll be fine with this. And no... No, I'm Hardy, I'm Octail. Okay, who's going in? Jake. Jake Massey's going in. Massey's going in? Okay. Cool. All right. All right. All right. And Logan Day's in. Of course, we're going to start the former Phantoms. And uh, it's a whiteout night there in Lehigh. Lovely. There was also some news that came down on a Friday afternoon. Um, so, um, this year, the Bears were going to make a really good attempt to... Um, to broadcast games from Lehigh. I mean, it's a short stint down 78. The arena's built for televising hockey. More than doable. Absolutely more than doable. Well, Friday afternoon, we got news that, um, yeah, the game's not being televised. In fact, all other scheduled Lehigh versus Bears games at the PPL Center are, um, yeah, they're 
They're not going to happen. They're not. Why? Apparently due to um, negotiations between the arena and Service Channel 69. Nice. And uh, it was just, uh, no, this isn't, this is not going to happen. Now, I posted this to the fan club page and everyone's like, well, what do you mean? Are they going to stop carrying them on AHL TV? And no, I had to kind of reword what I said. Um, No, Fox 43 televised games. You can still watch them on AHL TV, but just not here locally, which kind of sucks. It kind of sucks because I know Bears fans would have liked to have seen it. Now, um, now I honestly think in my opinion, and this is just pure speculation on me, sounds like there was new contract negotiations with the PPL Center and Service Channel 69 and the arena. And I think the Bears may have gotten muscled out a little bit that I don't think they may or may not have wanted another TV team in here, that maybe they just had too many with their local broadcast in the American Hockey League. Maybe they just didn't want somebody else on their toif. I could be completely wrong. Pure st- speculation on my part. But um, it just seems rather weird that they're just like, no, 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 go elsewhere. Whatever. So the Bears are taking on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. All right, time to watch this game. And oh my God, what are the Phantoms wearing? Oh, it's their whiteout night. Oh, these are back. (laughs) White helmets, white body, white gloves, white leggings with electric blue, electric orange. Electric boogaloo. No, they're wearing orange. Why do they wear these? They're horrible. They're absolutely horrible. And I don't care what my buddies say. Oh, you just don't like the Phantoms. No, I like teams that wear good jerseys. I can like teams for having good jerseys. All of you know I'm a Pens fan. I love their jerseys. But, well, you don't like the Flyers. Yeah, I don't. But I have some Phantoms in my collection. When they look good. When the Adirondack Phantoms just wore blatant copies of of the Flyers. I have one of those in here. But these are just horrible. I don't care. I d- No, I don't care. They're horrible. And we get underway and <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> the Bears, oh, they're tired. Oh, the legs are taking a little bit to get going. And Lehigh hasn't played the night. Didn't play on Friday. They played Wednesday against Utica. But you can tell the fresher team. Oh, dear God, you can tell the fresher, fresher team. But the Bears, they're a confident bunch. Seven in a row at this point. But I'm like, okay, all right. All right, not that I have no faith in the boys whatsoever, but this is a scheduled loss, as we like to say. There's a lot of travel. You got a lot of emotion in the game before. We already beat Rochester. So if this doesn't go our way, it was a nice run, and we're still one of the better teams in the league. We're fine. We're absolutely fine. The end of the first period comes and goes, and Lehigh's leading on shots 9-4, to four, and Clay Stevenson's playing pretty good. Okay, he's doing pretty well. Lehigh's just peppering him with shots, but, you know, now the Bears, okay, they'll be fine. They'll take a little bit to, uh, to get going there in the second. Second period, second period we go. Bears are collecting a puck in their own zone about five... Four minutes in, and Lehigh is leading on shots 11 to 4. 
11 to 4. God. Coach is not going to like not going to like this. But Lucas Johansson just flings a puck up ice and a puck gets deflected off the stick and I'm listening to Zach on the podcast a puck and I'm hearing oh 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 like what the heck's going on and oh my god that's a 10. What? It's in the Bears score? What what the what in the name of Frank Mathers just happened? It's a goal. Even the Bears are skating on the ice like it it went in. It went in. It got past Cal Peterson. What the hell happened? So apparently Lucas did a stretch pass up the ice and I guess hit a stick of the Panama and the puck went up in the air and everybody lost sight of it and a few phantoms are yelling from the bench, up, up, up. So that way uh, Peterson be like, okay, where is it? Where is it? But Peterson's like, huh? Where's the puck? Where's the puck? And then doink, lands right in front of him and right through the five hole. He never knew. He lost track of it. He didn't know. And here's me just reenacting Caddyshack like it just went in. It's in the hole. The puck is rolling. It's rolling. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. Lucas gets credit for it, though they thought it may have hit Garrett Rose's stick because he was trying to deflect the puck so it wouldn't be icing. This is the weirdest goal since I saw the Bears tie the game against Syracuse by banking a puck off the stanchions and off the goalie's back and into the net. This type of crap doesn't... This type of stuff happens to us. We don't do this to someone else. Lucas gets credit. Lucas gets credit for it. His second... Logan Day gets an assist because reasons. one nothing Hershey. And the entire PPL Center, who is supposed to wear white, a lot of people didn't get the menu, memo, menu, memo, kind of the same thing. And there's a healthy amount of Bears fans. Zach's mic even spiked because he yelled in amazement so much. I, In the words of Jackie Childs, I'm shocked and chagrined, mortified and stupefied. One nothing, and Lehigh's just ratcheting it up. They are throwing shot after shot on Clay Stevenson, and nothing is getting through. He's playing good. He's playing pretty, pretty good. And after two periods, we're up one nothing, and I get a text from the guys in a group in our group chat. We are trying to steal this game. Oh my God, we are stealing this Sly Cooper style. We're there, right? All right. All right, Bentley, we're going to need you to get the analytics for this game going. Right, right, Sly. I know how the best patterns of how the puck will travel at a certain dimension as we skate the puck up the ice. Bentley, I didn't need Murray. Murray, are you ready? The Murraynator's ready. The Murray will use his fist of fury to crunch the phantoms into the boards and make them one with the glass. Uh, thank you, Murray. All right, guys, the plan is set. Let's go steal this game. So we're doing the Sly Cooper style. We're going to steal this game. Are we really going to make this a one nothing game and just steal a game from these phantoms? Which these, these phantoms are capable. They don't suck. 
I mean, they're fine. They're somewhat better than last year. If I mean LaPierre, I'm probably looking over his shoulder. They're, they're trying. Here's the thing, though. I think the Phantoms are trying to play a John Tortorella system. Tortor, John Tortorella, who's doing a great job with Philadelphia. Hello, Corey. Is the type of team there with the Philadelphia Flyers are the type of team that John Tortorella loves. No real stars. Guys with grit, heart, and soul who will play tough every night. And you have guys like that on all four lines. Torts is great with teams like that. He did it with the Rangers. He did it with Columbus. This isn't a team that's going to win you a Stanley Cup. But if they get in the playoffs, you don't want to play them. And they're trying to teach that in Lehigh a little bit. I don't think it's working. I don't think. Is I don't know. I think Ian LaPierre might be done after this. So into the third we go. I'm like, okay, let's try to sneak out of here with a one nothing game. Let's just try to, to sneak out. And the Bears, now the legs are going. Now we're getting pucks through the neutral zone. Now we're getting sustained in zone time. Sustained in zone time. Now we're getting now we're getting this. And the Bears, right? We're able to get a puck. Vinny Iorio shot from the point. Bounced off the boards. Matt Strom pops it up. Hits the post. And he smacks it in. Did they score? Matt Strom against his former team. Just bats a puck out of the air. And Cal Peterson has no clue where it is. He doesn't know whether to cry or wind his watch. Credit to... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh man. I should have my Yinzer card re- card revoked for this. It's been so long since I heard his voice. I've forgotten who it is there in Pittsburgh. But all of you know who, who it is. The he shoots and scores. You know who I'm talking about. And I feel horrible for not knowing who it is. Because it's been so long since I heard his voice. But Matt Strom gets one against his former team. Vinny Iorio with the seventh assist. Lucas Johansson with the second assist. That's two points on the night for Lucas. And it's 2 nothing Lehigh. And as a friend of mine have said, these are the type of goals that start an avalanche. And the Bears know they have this. Clay's playing rather well. The confidence is building. The confidence is right is right there and the bears forecheck is really able to is really able to play to play in as joe snively who pushes around way to allison steals a puck crossing feet and it doesn't go wade that's why you're not in the nhl that's why torts just doesn't like you you're a big boy getting pushed around by joe snively <laughs> oh my gosh that's why you're not in South Philly there, buddy boy. Buddy, but the Bears still pressing on. Still pressing on. Trainer have crossing feet over to Strom who deflects it into the net and Strom scores for a second. Are you kidding me? Matt Strom again. Strom with the second. Treniev with his fourth. Riley Sutter with his eighth. Three-nothing Hershey midway through the third period and yeah is this over is this over 
Because it feels like it's over. It feels like we have this. There's no way we can mess this up. Phantom's trying to get something going there on the third. All they know is that they need one goal. One goal. Back out to the point. Got Massey following his guy. Massey, why are you playing the point? Is able to slap the puck away. He's able to collect it there. It's a breakaway for Jake Massey. Comes in. Shoots. Stop by passing. No, it rolls in. It rolls in. And Jake Massey scores. Cal got a piece of it, but not enough. Jake Massey. Jake Massey, him, breakaway, goal. Somebody somebody mark that off on the bingo card of the year. Not the calendar year, but the season. A defenseman breakaway goal. Put that down on the card. Jake Massey, his first. 4 nothing Hershey. And the clock ticks down. Tick, tock, tick, tock. We know we've got the win. We know we got the win and the Bears are able. Phantoms try to pull Cal, but the Bears are just holding him down as the clock rinds down. Three, two, one. And that's the end of the game. And Clay Stevenson gets his fifth shutout. Bears sweep the weekend again. Eight straight for the boys to close out the calendar year. Bears win it 4-0 the final. From there in Allentown. Pack up the shit. We gotta go. Oh my god. Clay Stevenson. Alright, there's a lot to unpack here. Clay Stevenson gets his fifth shutout of the season. Tying the Bears record. Last Bear to have five shutouts in a season? Old guy by the name of Vitek Vanacek. You might have heard of him. But there was one other Bear that did it. Yes, this guy was a, was a bear. Ron Hackstall. Yeah. Him. He was... He was a bear. Hard to believe. But he was. And the bears just... <laughs> we just... We just keep winning? They just keep winning. Clay Stevenson has five shutouts... Ron Hextall in 85-86 did it for the Bears. Clay has five shutouts, three against the Phantoms back in October, November, and in December. One against Bridgeport and one against Cleveland. Are you kidding me? This kid, (laughs) I think we'll be okay while Hunter's gone. I think we'll be fine. And the Bears just win yet again. Yet again. I, I, I'm having trouble processing this. Because, well, I, I am processing this, but I can't believe what we're witnessing. Now we are a hurricane. Now we are a hurricane that's gaining water, hitting warm waters in the Atlantic. The Bears' scoring depth is ridiculous. All right? Everybody who's played for Hershey has a goal so far. There's only two people that haven't. Henrik Rybinski and Dmitry Ozapov. That's it. Points? Only one person doesn't have a point this year. All right, one person doesn't have a point, and that's Dmitry Ozapov. Rybinski has two assists. Hoffer has three assists. Dylan Mikkelrath, seven points. 
Mike Scarbosa, 32. Ethan Frank, 27. Joe Snively, 25. Assists, Scarbosa is 26. Near the top of the league. Near it. We are, we're, we're 28. Okay, let me just, oh, the stupid app just opens. All right. We're 27 and 6. 54 points. 54. For context from the Bears fan club page that uh, that brought this up, and yeah, the Bears Twitter posted this out as well, the God Mode team, 0-9-10, the one that we all love, including yours truly, at this point was 24-8-2. We're 27-6. All regulation wins. No overtime losses. No shootout losses. All regulation This is unreal. Absolutely unreal. Because this weekend, oh, well, there'll be holiday rust. They keep winning. All right, we're going to travel up to Rochester. We We lost in Syracuse. We had trouble up there. They keep winning. All right, well, we're going to travel down to Lehigh. Overnight travel. This is where it's all going to catch up for us. Hunter recalled. Clay Stevenson in. Everybody's tired. We keep winning. This team just keeps winning. It's a machine. Are we a Category 5 super team? I don't know. We don't have a massive winning streak to call our own. But this team's just damn good. Scoring depth up and down the roster. Next man up doesn't matter. Recalls? Fine. Injuries? We're good. Pietrick Dubé's been a steal for the Bears. Alex Lamose has done well as well. Ivan Mirashashenko doing well in his time with Hershey. Fourth line guys. Guys that are wreaking havoc and scoring. Snively, Scarbosa. God, Vecchione doesn't have to carry the load. Frank, those four guys don't have to carry the load. What was something I yelled about back Back during the playoffs. Vec went cold. Scarbosa went cold. And we didn't have the depth. And I thought this team wasn't going to win the cup. And I'll gladly admit it. We, we found a way to do it. Now this team is keep doing it. Even when we don't have our best. We're still able to win. We can win ugly. We can dominate. We can blow out. We can get in track meets. We can have the off game and come back right the next night. Do you understand the greatness that is there? Before, I had no reservations about winning the cup last year, but we were able to do it. This is a pretty damn good team. And all we got to do is hope the gods don't strike this team down. And that this team can continue to play well. Now, do I think that this team is going to go, like, like win uh, 60 games? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's sustainable. Not the way this league's set up anymore. I don't think it's possible. But heading into the new year, and the last part of the fun part of the season... 
this team can take on anyone. And I don't fear a lot of teams in our division. I don't. Monsters fans can say that these two teams are on a collision course. I say bring it on. We can handle them. Up north, and then after that, who? Who do we play out of the west? Calgary? Do we dare go up against Calgary? Tucson. Tucson. Who's up for Arizona in June? Or maybe the rematch we've always wanted. Texas. You want to talk about poetic? It would be? Yeah, I'm looking ahead. Because I know this team is that good. That this team is truly capable of greatness. And I'm starting to believe that we are on this upper echelon run for this season. The Bears are first in their division with 54 points. Providence doing their usual holiday run. Three in a row to close out the calendar year for them at at 38. Hartford's suddenly gone cold. But they're five games behind us. Not that it really matters. They're at 37 points. Springfield, 36 and fourth. Wilkes-Barre, fifth, 35. Charlotte, six, 33. Lehigh at 31 on the outside looking in. And there still sits the Islanders at 9, 18, and 2 with 20 points. Taking a look in the north is Cleveland, Syracuse, Belleville, Toronto, Rochester, Laval, and Utica. My, how things have fallen for the Comets. So yeah, another another weekend where we just sweep and we just keep winning. I don't know how we do it. We just keep continuing to do it. So looking ahead to this week, the Bears will be back at it on a Wednesday as we take on the Charlotte Checkers as they're doing a bit of a... Uh, Bit of a road swing during New Year's. We'll catch them on a Wednesday night. Dollar dog night. Bring your appetites and your wallet. Saturday night will be the first ever halfway to summer promotion. And that will be interesting. Hawaiian shirts will be given out. And I'm all for this. I like what they're doing. Halfway to summer. I'm fine with this. I like the Bears are doing new promotions and new things. I'm all for it. And then Sunday, 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 3 o'clock as we take on second. Who are we playing again? Who are we? I should know this. Know this. Who are we playing again? We are taking on, oh, look, the Phantoms for our teddy bear toss night. Not a lot of tickets remain. Um, Do what you can. Check Ticketmaster. Check ticket exchange pages and... um. We'll see, but just be warned, prices are going to be nuts and no bitch. These are premium games. You know what you're getting yourself into when the season starts. No bitch. No bitch to me. The Bears rolled a three o'clock game against the Phantoms. Teddy bear toss night. Bring all the Bears or stuffed animals and get ready to throw because I don't think we'll be getting shut out this season. So that'll do it for the Grit and Bear It podcast this season. First one of 2024. And here's to many, many more as we go on throughout the year. Thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network. And most of all, thank you to all of you who have continued to help me grow with this. Because the second half of 2023, after the Bears won their Calder Cup, I took a lot of hits. 
It's not been the best year for me. And this show, it's been a bit of a lifeline through all of that. And I'd like to thank Zach, Jesse, Jared, so many of the great people up there who've welcomed me onto Media Row into a world that that was there for me going through my second bout of unemployment. And um, it's been a great experience. It really has been. And I hope to there's more of it as we hit 2024 and continue. Please listening, Bears fans, because I'm not going to stop doing this. Not on this roller coaster. Don't stop the world or stop the world. I want to get on, but I've been on since the beginning. So let's keep this going, Bears fans. And I'll see you at Giant Center either Wednesday or Saturday. Go Bears. I'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears!